Welcome to the Nutramedical Report and Clay and Iron Show. In hour number two, we have Alan Watt cutting through the matrix, and Alan is on usually twice a month at least to cut through the matrix, and he has the intellectual power to think out of the box all the time, and that's why uh, as we cut through the matrix today, there's lots of issues with Top Off 4 going on, with uh, Hugo Chavez and the South Americans now planning a, an alternative to the International Monetary Fund, uh, with further movements toward totalitarianism, step by step they're boiling the frogs, and most of the frogs don't realize they're not in a sauna, they're not in a hot tub, they're actually really being cooked. And to cut through this, welcome to the program, Alan Watt, with a lot of amazing work and reading, and you do need to go to visit his website, get his materials at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Welcome, Alan. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Alan, tell us your analysis of the latest foolishness that's going on with Top Off 4, uh, the latest moves going on with uh, now Putin visiting Iran, and, uh, you know, uh, we literally are getting to uh, the OK Corral and the showdown now. They're trying to start a nuclear war. They're trying to crash the economy. The dollar has been in free fall for some months now. Uh, so many things in our liberties, not just in America, but around the world, are teetering toward disaster. Mm-hmm. Well, to start off with, really, uh, the U.S. dollar has been down to about 98.5 cents Canadian for the last few weeks, and that's the lowest for 30 years. Wow. I don't know if the average American realizes that, but um, it's falling indeed. But mind you, we are merging, of course. We know this by 2010. Uh, it'll all be over, supposedly, if they get their way. There'll be complete merger, and infrastructure's already being merged and that leads to the next part of it too. This started supposedly with a caveman hiding out in Afghanistan. And here's the whole world to be ID'd because of it. And people with minor infractions on their driving records in the US can't get into Canada anymore because the Canadian government or least security services are totally integrated with the US uh, services. And they're being turned away at the Canadian border because the Canadian uh, border guards are using FBI access computers. Let's repeat that because this is something that needs to have a little time on it. You have friends now that are finding that this database is being shared between nations. So if someone has a minor infraction, say, in a traffic violation in the U.S. seven years ago, they're not allowed to get into Canada. And we saw a number of Canadians and Americans trying to come up to protest some of the actions recently from the uh, August uh, issues going on with the North American Union in Quebec. uh, And they weren't allowed to get across the border. Uh, that's right, and, and those infractions really were, we got to realize these were civic infractions. These were, these were trespass tickets given out. Now, any owner of any property can give out a trespass ticket, so they don't, it doesn't generally come under a criminal law. And, however, uh, the two protesters were turned back and told they'd have to have um, some sort of criminal clearance, rehabilitation, they call it criminal rehabilitation, and have all these forms filled out and signed and sealed and approved before they could try and re-enter Canada. If they don't, they would be arrested at the border. Well, someone called me just a couple of days ago with the same problem from a a traffic violation seven years ago, and they were told exactly the same thing. They were detained uh, told they have to have um, criminal rehabilitation, which means going to a lawyer, paying lots of money, and having various stamps put on some certificate. And if they don't come back to the border with with that certificate, they'll be arrested at the border. So this is happening. So this is all to do with containment of people within the U.S. from getting out of the U.S. And as I say, supposedly it all started with a caveman 
in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to believe. And again, uh, how could, uh, I mean, he's a good magician, but I'm sure he needs to actually have a billing in Las Vegas, along with, uh, you know, Chris Angel, the uh, mind freak, etc. Uh, because how could he make NORAD stand down? How could he make a steel structure building that would have to be heated to 1,000 degrees more melt? How could he create girders that we had uh, Lieutenant William Keegan see pulled out of the debris five months afterward that are molten and dripping hot metal off them? How could they create uh, one-third of the mass of the building vaporized? How could the... The uh, the lawn of the Pentagon actually bounce a 747, and how could it enter a hole much smaller than the main fuselage of the engine? And uh, we don't see any numbered parts. How could a passport waft down from the incinerated building and end on the ground perfectly intact? How could we lose 1,187 people without any evidence of any body parts? Uh, how could all of these things happen? How could the... Uh, the messaging services, the Israeli messaging service, noticed that all their people, so they weren't in the building. And how could um, we find 48,000 curies of, of tritium in the building? How come uh, people disappeared that just, you know, I think uh, there was a, a, a previous federal official, I'm trying to remember his name now, that disappeared the first day on the job um, in the World Trade Center. I mean, all these things occurring, there's hundreds of smoking guns now. And, of course, the latest evidence I posted up, and if you want to get a good laugh, and I read this uh, yesterday, it may be worth uh, another read today, but it's, uh, it's, it's quite, uh, I guess, hilarious would be the word, I don't know, uh, scary. Uh, the, the letter that I got that was posted by Jesse Trenadu and sent directly to uh, Mr. Mueller, the uh, FBI director here recently, and... Um, and, of course, that letter, uh, I just want to read this because people will get a, a laugh out of this. And there's some language and it's just a little bit colorful, but it uh, deserves that. This is September 21st, and this is uh, following the fact that the federal judge is now given the right for a video deposition by Jesse Trenadu to go uh, and videotape uh, under... Uh, of course, the high security at the Supermax facility in Florence, Colorado, Terry Lynn Nichols, who was a co-conspirator with uh, Mr. Uh, Timothy McVeigh, who's now supposedly dead. Either that or he's having a hot rock massage in Malaysia alongside of the real Saddam Hussein that's taller, has straight teeth and billions in the bank. Uh, and, uh, of course, David Paul Hammer, who's uh, written several books, including a revelation of what really happened in Oklahoma City, who's on death row in Oklahoma, and Mr. Peter K. Langan, and here's this letter. Um, Dear Bobby, this is, of course, to Robert Mueller. I am sending you a copy of the order entered in the above-captioned case allowing me to take the videotaped depositions of Terry Lynn Nichols and David Paul Hammer. I'm also sending you copies of the sworn declarations from Nichols, Hammer, and Peter K. Langan that I submitted in support of my motion to take these depositions. After you read these materials, I bet your sphincter will be tight enough to suck buttermilk. Mm -hmm. fee. Jesse C. Trentadu. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, people down here think that somehow people like Alex Jones, yourself, myself, are doing this for entertainment. Believe me, there's no ego in here. We are being waterboarded at a society. We are just happen to be the sentinel individuals who really understand that we are being poisoned, drowned, tortured. Uh, autonomy is being attacked. Every single thing, our ability to make any decisions is being attacked. They're trying to kill us. And we just happen to know this is happening. We're not doing this out of ego or anything else. And we're, even, we're, we're doing it out of compassion. We're doing it out of the fact that we know we're immediately threatened. And when we put this information out, people say, why are you still alive? 
I'm alive for several reasons. First off, from supernatural protection, number one. And number two, they don't want to lend any further support to the fact that we aren't nuts. That in fact, the great deal of effort they take and the public takes and the people that want to take pot shots at any of us that actually expose the truth, because some of it is so damn bizarre, I couldn't have made it up in my worst imagination. And it's easy to point at us and say, well, you must be a nut because this is too weird. And that's one of their greatest defenses, is that it looks too weird, so why would you even believe us? Well, that's exactly what Brzezinski said in his book, The Grand Chessboard, and in the, his previous book, uh, The Technotronic Era. He said that the public will be trained shortly to only believe that which comes across the mainstream news. Anything outside those topics will be dismissed as impossible. And that's <laughs> happened. That's yeah, it. Exactly. And, yeah. and people say, oh, that can't happen. This is not really the case. And uh, as I do, I, I do what I call a run-through of the news every day to just look at some of the articles here. And there, here's some grist for your mill. Iran and Putin warns of military action. Now, he's literally talking about the fact if they attack Iran, Russia's in it, which means we're immediately at war with Russia. Uh, you know, and then we look at the South American nations launch new arrival to the IMF. This is not a unipolar world, people. And the price of oil going to 88, and the Turks are going to attack northern Iraq. Uh, things are going to get crazy before they get out of control. And their dark hand of the what I call the dark majesty of evil is operating every day. We'll be back with Alan Watt cutting through lots of matrix in just a moment. Listening to GCN, the Genesis Communications Radio Network. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report and Clay and Iron Show. Check out the uh, news items every day on both websites. That's Clay and Iron, C L A Y A N D I R O N dot com, and Nutramedical, N U T R I. Medical.com, we have some amazing shows coming up. We're going to have Matt Buchanan from ElectroChi, the most powerful uh, uh, key, uh, key energy uh, uh, detoxifier in the world. We have this uh, literally uh, made in America from Lubbock, Texas. So Matt will be on tomorrow. And we're going to have uh, coming up Dr. Mike Castle and Dr. Karim Karju on Thursday. Jeff dropped back with the telescreen, which he's releasing, and corporatism. And uh, stories next week, we have Dr. Nick Baggage back on in my control. Ancient archaeology was uh, John, Jonathan Gray from New Zealand. And, of course, uh, we've got Alan Watts scheduled back on the 24th. Uh, Alan needs to be on regularly because he has so much valuable information. Do get his materials. Do support him. Do go to his websites. And he's working on some new symbology, but he has it translated into multiple languages. Uh, this information is valuable, and, it, and if it gets into you, it's like taking the red pill. You'll never go back. CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com Alan, tell us more about your analysis of what you see in current events. Well, we're being... I don't think, think people realize that they've been mollycoddled with the news media for 50, 60 years because the U.S. at the end of World War II had, they had meetings up until 1950, in fact, and they, they had meetings at the, the White House and uh, I think Truman put it through that the U.S. Would, economy would collapse without uh, war or in the absence of war. And they decided to have ongoing wars. And from then on, they sent out special forces uh, throughout Latin America, for instance, and uh, they created death squads that went around uh, wiping out anybody you know, and, uh, and all people who were trying to get some freedoms or rights from their overlords. 
all over Latin America, and they had the School of the Americas in Fort Benning in the U.S., uh, not over there somewhere in some other country, but within the U.S., where they trained these officers and troops, and who went right down, and they assassinated people all over Latin American countries. Anyone... Uh, you see, this system we're going into is a feudal-type system, and those who run the United States and the, most of the Western world under this new system, this new world order, don't believe in democracy whatsoever, and they don't believe in human rights. They believe in classes. There are classes of types, and you have the aristocracy at the top, then you have a middle helping class of bureaucracies and uh, technocrats, and below that you have the masses, according to them, the lesser types, the very types that Charles Galton Darwin was talking about, uh, that they were afraid might overtake through overpopulation. They'd overtake the elite and wipe them out. So they decided to wipe out the, the masses instead. And that's where we're heading towards. The same guys that had death squads all over Latin America and special forces all over the world slaughtering for the last 50 years are now in charge. And they plan to, to reduce the population of this entire global plantation of theirs down to a more manageable level. We see it all around us is coming. They've thrown off the sham of democracy and now they're showing us the, the iron fist. Yeah, and this is a, a real reality that is uh, striking home right now. Their plan is moving toward uh, literally Arthur C. Clarke's t uh, 2010 Space Odyssey. Tell us about how some of this predictive programming, some of the materials that are going back literally half a century or more, are being played out literally in our, in our day right now with actual policies from from the International Monetary Fund, the globalization of currencies, the chipping of the populations here in America and over in China, the largest two economies on the planet. Tell how, how this is all coming together. Well, this is stuff which they put out in science fiction beginning around the 1930s uh, with Aldo Huxley's Brave New World where they talked about creating new types of purpose-made ideal design. ID is the other, that's the other meaning of ID. It's an ideal design uh, type of human and uh, this is in the 1930s he was talking about genetic engineering a whole, a whole society of worker bees and then it was followed up in the 50s through the futurist society and all science fiction writers all the big ones that you hear of uh, are members of the futurist society the futurist society at uh, the top is composed of members of top think tanks that run the world system and they give us predictive programming they choose the authors they, they tell them what to write about and make it exciting for the youngsters and when you read the, what's to come in other words through science fiction because it's familiar to you you think it's a natural progression it doesn't dawn you that humankind can go off in a thousand directions we think we're evolving naturally step by step towards this brave new world that's called predictive programming Isaac Asimov was one of the big ones who did all the, the work on the robots of the future and the cyborgs and the interfacing of human and machine and now we see it, of course, they're talking about marriage partners in the future who will be mechanical, basically, or, or very much like the movie Artificial Intelligence. Yeah, they, I saw that news article yesterday where they're talking about this with actual scientists talking about marriage, of people marrying robots by 2050. I mean, this is fusion with technology. It's creating a hellish matrix that's literally right out of the movie, and it is very real. They're talking about nanotechnologies to completely re-engineer human lifespan. Uh, I know about technologies that are not transhuman. I mean, we're talking about simply 
improving biology, correcting gene structure problems, correcting uh, the damage and repair of the tissues that can extend human lifespan without changing the very nature of what we are. We're not talking about transhumanism, but the transhumanists literally want to merge with technology and eliminate 90% of the world population. Yes, and what they're using too is to put doubt in your head about certain things, certain norms, as you call them. And there are certain norms in the world that they cannot be changed or, or they're destroyed. Everything is destroyed when you change real, real norms, the fundamental norms. And they've done a darn good job of destroying the family unit. And people now are pretty well isolated from each other. Uh, they live on computers and communicate through computers in their little boxes, all separately from each other. They're on cell phones. It's called a cell phone because you're in a cell. You're a good little worker bee separate from the rest. Isn't that an interesting? And it's interesting these terms are even used to try to make sure they can inculcate your mind, even without you completely acceding to this fact. You've actually been completely inducted into the system, which is why, uh, whether it's energy technology, healthcare, or everything, they can't even see the solution right in front of their eyes, or sometimes it's been discovered and suppressed even centuries ago. Oh, yes. And even the terms they use, because they do use the obelisk and all the, the generative uh, symbols for, for the phallus and so on. And even with the computer, you have the hard drive. It's a hard drive, remember. And you have hardware, software, and you have a RAM. It's all phallic symbology, you see. Uh -huh. Sexual. Yeah, that's amazing. It really is. And, of course, uh, you, you see them using, I heard the, the latest symbology they're going to use for the G.I. Joe is the joint operationals uh, entity. In other words, what they're going to do is it's a global joint operation entity, no longer a American patriot fighting for a, a world where there's strong independent nations. It's getting rid of all of the national borders. It's getting rid of all the walls. And I recall the uh, ancient scriptures that talk about the fact that that the nations of the world in the uh, area of Israel and around the world are all becoming regions. Trade regions is what they're regionalizing. Most people don't know the events that happened before the attack last year against Lebanon occurred right a week after the, the regionalization treaties were signed between the Turks and the Israelis to bring in water and oil, etc., uh, down from the north. Uh, interesting phenomenon. So everything's becoming regions, just like Mr. Chavez. Maybe he's on the dark side and looks like he's wearing a white hat. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Could be. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. Your questions and comments, 866-582-9933 for Alan Watt. Cutting through the matrix.com. We'll be back in just a moment. is the GCN Radio Network, home to hard-hitting talk radio. Welcome back to the Nutramedical Report, Cutting Through the Matrix. Alan Watt, that's CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. Do visit Alan's website. He has an amazing array of materials. Do obtain them. Uh, do support what he's doing here because uh, he cuts through in a way that literally once you take the red pill, you can't go back. I'd like to get your opinion on the latest reports here on the California banning the forced RFID implantation of humans. Uh, what do you think of that, Alan? Uh, well, they can go two ways. and They generally <laughs> like the people to to accept, uh, go along, uh, acquiesce to what they want. And we know in California, they've, they've done many parents will accept uh, chips in the babies in hospital and stuff like this. And so one way or the other, they'll get their way. It's the same with when introduced insurance for cars 
or even the driving license in, in most of the Western countries. Initially, it was voluntary, but once you have about 70% of the public, or even less, accepting it, they make it the norm. Yeah, they're going to make it for the illegals. They'll make it for Muslims after a, quote, terrorist act. Yeah. They'll put it in the drivers as part of the chip in the, driver, in the vehicle, and then pretty soon they'll say, gee, there's so much identity theft, we've got to put it in you. Yeah. And for security to get in certain parts of the building, we've got to get a blood sample, a retinal scan, an iris scan, uh, whatever, you know, facial biometrics, and they'll have various levels, including the DNA biochip developed by Argonne National Laboratories and Oak Ridge National Labs. So in five minutes, it's 42 cents. They can actually determine from you and any other person in, in the world with 100,000 DNA uh, endonuclease enzymes from bacteria exactly who you are with this micro laser chip that, that can actually just be attached with a laptop. So they can have them anywhere. Yeah, that's so simple. And we've been conned and conned and conned all the time. Uh, there's an old saying in politics for everything that's told to the public there's a good reason and then there's a real reason and, and that's always a, a real reason that comes out many years after the fact in Canada and Montreal uh, the Canadians set up the RCMP set up the largest uh, uh, DNA database for Canadians but it's only for the, the hardened criminals you understand and they showed you on the CBC News this thing about the size of a factory with robotic arms taking out about a hundred test tubes at a time and putting them on the next row. It's completely automated, and this is for the whole population eventually. Oh, of course. Uh, that's why, in fact, most people aren't aware, but they've been drawing bloods from every newborn in the Western world. If you're under 36 years of age this year, your blood has been drawn, sent to a database that has had its master in Pine Gap, Australia, it has been DNA analyzed right down to the uh, specific identifier codons and most of the major histocompatibility and other genes. They know exactly. They're actually going through pedigreeing every single person. Yes. This is also part of a project called the Horizon Project. It has other names by it, but it is actually a plan by the globalists to call for the population specific individuals to create a new civilization after a great cataclysm or war that they start and they reduce the world population by 90% either through geoclimatic catastrophes or wars or pestilence, which they themselves release. Mm. And they're actually ready to do it. And Pine Gap also, people should realize, that was where the first, it's also a test, it's a bacterial warfare uh, establishment as well, right. run by the U.S., and uh, that's where the first uh, animal-to-human virus jump occurred with uh, viruses that supposedly were affecting horses jumping to humans. That was, that was years ago. So that escaped from the laboratories there and got into the population. So it's not only collecting your DNA, they are uh, testing uh, different warfare bacteriums and viruses out on particular types within that, that facility. Now, we have Top Off 4. What is your analysis of the Top Off 4? Because we have all these war games, and now it's going to be in the news every week, but this is the biggest one ever in American history. It's Guam, Portland, I think there's a third city involved, 15,000 employees. Yeah. Uh, it's extremely dangerous because it has a tendency to neutralize the good elements within our military, industrial, and intelligence complex that don't want to see totalitarian state brought in under a false flag. Yes, well, they also are using... Uh different cities in Arizona yes. and uh, Phoenix. The Phoenix as well and uh, I've asked people to look out for extra heavy spraying over their areas during this exercise because I do suspect that there are a lot of observers in there to observe the effects of the military going in doing the little things and to see how the public responds to it and uh, we know in the spraying for instance that people get very very tired when there's heavy spraying of certain types going on 
and I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to use this too and observe the public, and then they can use it on a much larger scale down the road. Well, they're already with these what's called uh, mobile drones, not only robots, but robot vehicles. They have these machines that can actually generate scalar waves that can cause pain. They call them pain rays. Yep. They test them, Fallujah and Najaf. They also have robot drones that can produce, uh, release what's called psychotronic uh, types of, uh, of uh, scalar waves, the release of nerve and other gases that can alter and change behavior and calm or control the public. People say, oh, no, they aren't doing this. I call it the razor wire of the mind. Mm-hmm. And they actually are doing it. I mean, I talked last year to one of my military contacts who was actually flying over to Saudi Arabia to sell the Saudis on a new technology of offense that they were going to erect between there and Yemen because they didn't want this cross-border uh, insertion from Yemen of some of the uh, radicals fighting against the Wahhabists. And uh, so they put this, what I call the razor wire of the mind, every couple hundred yards there's another one of these poles, and if you go near it, it firstly paralyzes you with fear, makes you feel pain, nausea, and then paralysis, and you drop to the ground. Uh, they have these things now. People say, oh, they don't. I say, well, the war for the future doesn't need to shoot a bullet at you. No. It can shoot a scalar wave and cause you to have a heart attack or stroke or cancer, or like the directed energy weapons I saw, set up standing waves uh, in your DNA that are at miles away, up to five to eight miles away, with a parabolically focused sideband frequency that sets up standing waves and releases peroxisomes and lysosomes and causes cell auto-digestion. <clears throat> and this is only the start of scalar technologies. They're now advanced enough, they know how to switch on specific groups of genes, and they can even make these specific scalar frequencies race-specific based on whether you're Slavic or Asian. So that, that, this is really scary stuff, people. And I'm telling you this not because I just want to scare you. I want you to be aware that we're not just talking about a bullets and guns war. We're not just talking about a psychological war. We're talking about mind, about thought insertion. We're talking about use of high-definition television. We're talking about scalar waves that can be satellite or cell phone tower-based. We're talking about focused beams of energy and information that can alter your biology epigenetically. We're talking about chemtrails, uh, all of these things. And, of course, now health screening at airports. What do you think of this uh, latest? They're talking about the White House has released its new Homeland Security strategy uh, for health screening at airports. Uh, and, of course, they're rapid H5N1 screening uh, technologies that can, in 30 minutes, tell if you've got H5N1 or any other virus or other pathogens. So they're going to hold you. It's going to make your way at the airport even longer. Yeah, and, again, each part is really conditioning us to the next part, the next step, the next step. Even though the, the, the same people who manufacture this equipment admit uh, that it's, it's certainly not accurate in any way, shape, or form, it's really a conditioning process to get us all photographed all the time, watched, yeah. and sampled, and all the rest of it. It's a conditioning. Tom Ridge apparently started up a, a private uh, company in dealing with security, and now he's getting grants from the government. They're throwing out grants for this stuff all over the place. Tom Ridge, you mean our former uh, first uh, Homeland Security director that That's looked right. right out of, uh, if actually, if you put him with one of the uh, World War II hats of the Nazi Germans, <laughs> he looks like he would fit in perfectly. Oh, he would, but you know, what got me too, uh, quite a few years ago, on, on, it's Dan Rather, actually, I think that, uh, or no, it was a 60 minute uh, fellow who introduced this topic on the American helmet, the new uh, helmet you see. They always wear camo over that helmet. The reason being, it was modeled after the Nazi World War II German helmet. Right. And the U.S. government spent millions to find the best helmet, they said. And my goodness, they came up with this one just by coincidence. Isn't that amazing? Uh-huh. It's so remarkable. And then they try to tell us, just like the great 
um, booty of the Second World War was to split up between uh, the quote so-called Soviet Union, which was again a a uh, a straw man, so that we could have a military-industrial complex weaponize the world. Yep. And now the straw man is accord uh, Islam, which is a very dangerous way to go about because we have a multipolar world that's not going to go along. Even though the people, the minions involved with this, are shaking hands, they're literally urinating in each other's boots like pirates, and they have a knife at each other's back and a gun at each other's stomach. It's a very dangerous game they're playing. It's a dangerous game, and and these people. Uh, treat the, the masses like peasants. They have no respect for the masses. They've fooled us so many times. Uh, they know that most of the ordinary people are completely conditioned, and that is unfortunately true. And the more conditioned they get the public, the less respect they have for us, and so the more the more audacious they become. Yeah, and the problem is that the, you or I become, we, we, we get treated like we're more crazy because we can see these things plainer every day, and they say, well, you must be crazy because you can see reality. Yes. <laughs> it's rated in 1984. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Don't lose your mind. Take the red pill and have your eyes opened and... Uh, really realize once you have done that you can start preparing but it really requires an internal revelation as I say to people it is an issue of intellect and spirituality it is not one of religion and dogma and uh, Alan will be back actually uh, he's scheduled next week on our two next Wednesday on the 24th and again on the 30th so uh, many important topics so we analyze and see dissecting like a anatomist through the anatomy of the dialogue and dialectic of evil uh, then you you can't go back. You can see through the news. You can see things like the global warming scam. I'm just reading a report here. Global warming makes Mont Blanc grow. The highest mountain in France and Western Europe has grown more than two meters in two years, ironically, a result of global warming. Of course, it's happening. Other areas are drying out, like around Mount Kilimanjaro, because it's drying out. And we're going to have uh, <clears throat> tomorrow, actually, uh, Tim Bob on talking about climate shift. Climate shift is real. It's driven by the sun. It's driven by other things. Uh, your comments, uh, Alan? Yes, uh, they've always known this. It used to be in the school books when I went to school, and I was junior school. You used to get uh, in your geography lessons the, the, the previous ice ages and what happens between ice ages, which happens to be warming until the ice is gone. And, and, but they've eradicated that from all uh, the, the last generation's books. So they don't know. They think we've always been somehow static and, and it's always been like this. But it hasn't. We, we get many, many ice ages, hundreds of them in the past recorded. Um, they've done samples at the North Pole and in the South Pole. And uh, they've, they've admitted themselves, yeah, there's been hundreds of previous ice ages going back for millions of years. And between those ice ages, you have the melting time. And they have the cycles of this, too. They understand uh, how many thousands of years it goes before the next phase and the next phase. So they're using a natural phenomena to terrify the public to give up again all of their rights and come into a new way of living, which will be directed by experts. Yeah, I heard that around the 13th century there was a tremendous period of warming for the previous six centuries, yeah. and then all of a sudden it got much cooler in North Europe, so a lot of the Nordic tribes and the other Norsemen came down because their land was no longer arable. They couldn't grow food because it was freezing, and that caused a lot of the wars. Yes. This has happened previously. It happens because of galactic and, and solar cycles. It happens because we're entering the galactic solar plane. 
of the galaxy. That's the debris field and the photon belt that drives geothermal activity under the oceans. The ocean water is literally rising up at 500 and some degrees, thousands of uh, you know feet below the, the uh, surface of the water, two and a half, three and a half miles. And there's uh, 80% of the vol- active volcanoes in the world are at the bottom of the oceans, plus the sun. And when people try to say that somehow carbon dioxide and humans are causing it, I call it baby emissions rather than carbon emissions. I just call them the carbo-Nazis. They're trying to lie to us and reverse the charts, reverse them. And now, of course, Igor, I call him, is trying to use this along with the United Nations, the United uh, Mind Controllers, uh-huh. uh, to set him up as the uh, next kind of walk-in candidate to be the real president of the United States. Interesting, I looked at his genealogy. <clears throat> Igor is actually one of the closest blood uh, relatives to the Romanovs of uh, the former kings and czars of Russia. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. <clears throat> Plus, he was coached by, the, by Armin Tamer as well. And Armand Hammer was a big player in this global structure. Yeah. Uh, even your symbol, the arm and hammer, tells you all you need to know. Yeah, well, yeah, Igor is interesting, the, the highest level bloodline descendant relative of the Romanovs in modern politics on the earth. The only other descendant that was very similar was uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the uh, mayor of Palm Beach, Florida, believe it or not, was a high level Romanov relative of the Romanov Tsar's dynasty of Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, they're all interrelated. These globalists at the top—they're all interbred. In fact, even their wives—if you check their wives, the presidents and and different high members—are all cousins as well. <laughs> it's so, it's so, so bizarre. It, they keep yeah. it in the family. The, psycho- the psychopathy must be kept in the family. Yeah. And of course, we look at the—I uh, call her the Witch of Arkansas. Uh, and uh, if you look uh-huh. at I, it's a good word, maybe call her the Witch of Endor. Uh-huh. But. Uh, Hillary Rotten, uh, I call her Hitlery Rotten Clinton, uh, plans on military action against Iranian nukes. I mean, uh, they're getting ready to have any twitch whatsoever, anything that happens inside the continental border or Guam or whatever, between Phoenix, Arizona, Guam, and, and Portland, uh, with these, these uh, events that are going on now, they're going to launch an attack. And they almost did on September 5th and 6th. We had those missing uh, stray nukes. They were the Generation 1 uh, cruise missiles, the Tomahawk cruise missiles, that were shipped down incorrectly. Uh, you know, and, of course, it went public because probably our military people said, hey, this isn't right. You can't ship uh, dialable nukes from 15 to 150 kilotons and just kind of ship them around attached to the bottom of cruise missiles, mm-hmm. and one of them apparently may still be lost. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, pretty crazy stuff, and they're just itching to start a nuclear war. Well, again, the, the, they discussed this at the Club of Rome a long time ago. I, I always advise people to get their book, The First Global Revolution, written by the two founders of the Club of Rome, one of the highest think tanks that, just, that plans the future and all the cons that will be pulled on the public. And in there, too, they decided that uh, they'd always maintain control over the public and, and advanced their structure throughout because of war. War was the greatest tool that they ever had because you could tax the people, the people were obedient, the people would put up with less food, less goodies, and all the rest of it. I so think you made a quote though, before that was really, really prescient. It said that uh, you can make changes gradually over centuries using other tactics, but yeah. you could make them over years and decades with war. That, that was Professor Carl Quigley. Yeah, ah. He said you can get more done in five years of war on a social scale uh, than 50 years of peace. And propaganda. Yes. So, Isn't that interesting? The professor, so of course, have taught our uh, Rhodes Scholar, Billy Clinton, who's now going to be the, uh, uh, as I say, the uh, 
uh, I call her Jezebel, president, if she walks in, if we don't have President Ron Paul, if we don't support him to, to go in and take the nomination as the Republican candidate, we will have to walk in, which of Endor, running the United States into the ground to create a regionalized currency. And if America goes down, there's nothing left world to stop them controlling every single square inch, not only of Earth, but as my U.S. Space Command Director told me some years ago in 1994, they control every cubic centimeter of space between here and Mars. So don't believe the BS that they haven't been back to the moon, that they haven't had colonization and advanced uh, space missions to Mars. They're just lying to you decades and decades ahead of time. And that's why all this, I call this undiscovery channel garbage that's going on about how difficult it is to get to Mars. It's a pile yeah. of a bowl. Okay. Yeah, in fact, as I say, I, one of the best clues in that field is from the mathematician. There's a famous mathematician called Rutherford, who was the man that the Royal Institute, Royal Society, pulled in to do the pyramids and all the measurements. And in his own memoirs, he stated in the ni early ni before 1920, he said, uh, for the last few years, I have been, been employed by the Royal Society to work on a project to do with genes, human genes. Right. This, this is long before the medical uh, establishment were being taught in universities. Yeah, I, I, get, I get people to constantly confront me. I remember talking to Professor Jones saying, well, they don't have uh, tokamak-type uh, nuclear fusion reactors. I said, yes, they do. Mm -hmm. I said, I have contacts inside the highest levels of the NSA and these others. that I've, And I said, because of my advanced training, I understand that they do. They have all kinds of technology. That's why the globalists, that's why this movie Endgame that Alex is putting out is so important. And I've ordered a pile of them, I tell people they better get your materials, they better get Endgame, they better go and check out regularly the news items. And I tell them, don't believe me, check out the news in their own writings, check out the Grand Chessboard, check out your analysis of all of these things in your uh, website, Cutting Through the Matrix, and they're going to see they really are planning in this, they really are doing it. They, they believe they have technologies that are going to extend their human lifespan indefinitely. If you look at the... Remember, H.G. Wells was one, one of the biggest propagandists for this organization. He belonged to the Royal Institute for International Affairs. They employed him. Huxley's grandfather, Thomas Huxley, chose Wells and trained him. It's called the Red Tie School. They trained all these authors to go out and write science fiction with predictive programming. And Wells, in, in, in Shape of Things to Come, in the old black-and-white movie that they did, showed you that this, this elite at the very end on Earth running uh, the world from this big ivory tower with their offspring and the masses down below who were demanding that they stop the speed of change, the structural change of society it was being sped up so much people couldn't rest. And so they decided to take off and, and escape themselves into the other planets. And that's what he said. We well, Francis Bacon even wrote that 500 years ago. Francis yes. Bacon, 500 years ago, talked about the New Atlantis, which was supposed to be North America. That's right. Literally, you want to call it the broodmare of the New World Order is North America and America. And they've done it step by step by creating American dollars as a proxy currency for the world, creating a brooding station for this whole new global currency of the mind. Thank you, Alan. We'll have you back on next Wednesday and then the following week on Tuesday, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. We'll be back tomorrow with Dr. Tim Ball and a brand new technology, Electro Chi, balancing your energy meridians. And do visit NutriMedical.com or call us for advice free, 888-212-8871. Thank you, Alan. You have cut through lots more matrix today. Take care, everyone, and do open your eyes.